to the fourth one. Who through Christ have been exalted to a specially close and intimate relationship with God. Now, whether or not you have a good relationship with your natural father, right? Whether your relationship is good or not, you have a relationship with your father, right? A, a father's figure, a father's role in a family is very important. And a lot of times people can grow up and have really, really struggle in their lives because of their relationship with their father, right? But as Christians, See, I had my dad. My dad passed away. God bless him. My dad passed away in 2014. I love my dad. My dad, to me, was my hero. He was, I love him. My dad was not a good husband. <laughs> and I know that my mom will attest to that. <laughs> and, but my, and my dad wasn't always a good father. But I love my dad. Right? I love him. Because he's my father. He was always there for me. But he's not perfect. Right. There are many things, many, many mistakes my dad made in my life that that, you know, that cost me. But I still love my father. So I can look at my father one of two ways. You failed me. Or I can look at him for all the things that he did do for me because he is my father. You see, God gave him to me as my father. Perfect or not. I'm a mother and my husband is a father. He's not here today, but he'll, he'll be back on Tuesday. <laughs> my we have one son. We've made mistakes with Jaden. And my prayer for Jaden is always that he will learn from my mistakes. When I was growing up, there was a period in time I was so angry with my, my, my parents because I'm like, why did they not give me what I wanted? Why did, they, why did I not have the life I wanted? But then when I went through a transformation with Christ, the one thing I realized about my parents is we can learn good things from our parents. We can also learn what not to do from our parents, right? Because that's part of the lesson. It's part of our maturity is growing up and identifying that's not right. Some of us here have parents who are not Christian, who, who don't know the word of God, who don't walk according to the word of God. It doesn't mean we don't learn anything from them. We do learn what we should not do. They are still a blessing in our lives. The Bible says, honor your father and mother. You don't honor your father and mother. The, the, the opposite of that is you will not have a long life. There's a, there's a calling and a commitment in our lives to honor our parents, no matter what they are. God is called our father. And he says the father is, let me read that again. Those who have been ex exalted to especially close and intimate relationship with God and who no longer dread him as a stern judge of sinners, but revere him as their reconciled and loving father. That is who God is to us as a father. He's not somebody we're afraid of. Now, my dad never, um, my dad spanked me, I think, once or twice. I can't remember. One time I know he got really angry with me. I'll never forget that. I was a real brat. <laughs> I deserved it. But um, my dad never really raised his hand to me, ever, right? Some parents do. Some parents are very violent with their children. So children growing up grow up fearing their fathers, right? Fearing their parents. God, when we come into that relationship, we see God doesn't spank us. God doesn't punish us. He doesn't throw us into horrible situations to punish us. He's not that kind of God. When we have a relationship with God, we understand God is not that God. Our father, 
he is truly somebody I can call Abba Father. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I pray is, thank you, Abba, for waking me up. Mm. He's my father. He's the one, the only one in this world. He's the only one in this world I can hold on to. I can trust him. I can rely on him. You know, our children, for those of us that have children, when they're young, they trust us. A hundred percent, they trust us. They will, they will rely on us for everything, right? You don't see a little kid getting up, packing their bags and going, I'm done, leaving, bye. They don't. They will trust us and they will rely on us as long as they can until they hit a point of maturity and they know they can grow up and they can leave. So when we say, when we say, when we read this scripture, how much more will your father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him, is he your father? Is God your father? Or is he someone you fear? Or is he someone you hate? Or is he someone you don't respect? Be, like we have to be honest, right? Who is God to me? I ask of God. I demand of God. But who is he? Is he my father? You know, a lot of times we have to be honest with ourselves too. It's like, I don't get what I want, so I'm angry. Be angry with God. <laughs> right? You're angry with God. As a parent, there are many times Jaden has been angry with me. You know, because I haven't given him what he wanted. And and he has the right to be so. But we have a relationship. And after that time, he grows up, he begins to understand why he didn't get what he wants. The second thing is, the Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him. Right? Good. The word is agathos, it's of good constitution or nature, something that is useful, something that is salutary, something that is good, pleasant, and agreeable, right? Joyful, happy, excellent, distinguished, upright, honorable, right? There was a time that Jaden was going through the space and he was like, let's move to Texas, mom. Let's get one of those really big houses with a pool in the backyard. That was his ask. Let's go. Let's get out of here, right? That was what he wanted to do. Now, as a parent, if I just say, okay, sure, man, let's go. And give up everything. My job, our job, family right here, right? Not think about anything and just go according to what my son wants. What would that have done? Right? What would that have done? Our children ask us for things all the time that make absolutely no sense. But in their minds, it totally makes sense. You go to a store, I have to have this. You have to give this to me because if you don't, my whole life will end right now. And we ask God the same way. The same way we go to God with our specific request. God, I have to have this. You have to give it just like this. It has got to look like this. Right? You have to give me this person. You have to give me this job. You have to give me this house. The way I want it when I want it. As a parent, when you hear that, what do you say? Oh, no. <laughs> First indication, you don't get what you want. <laughs> Because you obviously don't know what you want, right? <laughs> you know, you're not going to get that. Um, we're going to read three scriptures. I'm going to ask for some help. I'm going to ask for help online. John Berlyle, do you mind reading Matthew chapter 6, verse 33? And then John Jerome, can you read Romans chapter 5, 8-11? And then, can you get Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna let John go. John Berlin go first. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you're on mute. And all these things will be added to you. I'm sorry. Cut off on the first part. Could you? Oh, sure. Let me do it again. But seek, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Amen. All right. Thank you. Matthew 6 33 says, Seek ye first his kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. Well, let me see a picture of what that looks like. God is telling us what to look at, what to focus on, right? John, uh, Jonathan, Romans 5. Yeah. Oh, I but we are going to Jesus. Amen. Romans 5 it says, God demonstrated his own love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. God didn't look at us and go, Mayana is good enough, I'm going to die for her now. Jim, he's perfect, I'm going to die for her. He didn't do that. He looked at us where we are, in our state that we are in right now. Whether we were you know, five, ten years ago before we knew God on where we are today or where we might be uh, two, a couple of years from now. He looked at us where we are and he said, I love you. I'm going to die for you in your condition that you are. That's real love. Right. We rarely will do anything for anyone unless they're nice to us. Very rare. Nice people are easy to help. Nasty people are not easy to help. Right. Let alone die for them. Let alone send your only son for them. That's, but God loved us so much. That's love, right? <laughs> so now that we're justified by, by blood, we are saved from the wrath of God. That's what Romans 5, 8 says. And then Jaden, uh, John 3, 16 and 17. John 3, 16 and 17. For God is the only world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him and have eternal life. And God did not send the son into the world to curse the world. But that the world might be so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. There's a, there's a theme in these three that we read, right? God tells us to focus on one thing, but then he's given us. He's already given us everything. He has given us everything we could ever need. There's one thing we have to remember. It all hinges on one thing. Our life on this earth, and we were talking about it on Friday night at Bible study. I turned 50 this year, and I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, oh. I actually live more than half my life because I'm not planning to live until 100. And that's a long time to live. Right? So I'm like, if I live till I'm 80, you say, okay, that's a good, nice, ripe old age. I've already lived more than half my life. I'm like, oh, wow. And I don't know whether to feel old or wise or anything, but that's a long time, right? So I started looking at it, but it's like, it's been so fast. 